0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 33 of a Upon Further Review with Brian Brennan. I am, as usual, your host, Brian Brennan, in the place to be. Happy Friday, end of the week. Uh, we're still in the void, unfortunately, you know, that period where, uh, you know, football's over, and there's not a whole lot going on, uh, that kind of lame period of the sports era, but, um, you know, we've still got a you know this is upon further review, with Brian Brennan. We've we've still got a great show for you guys today. You know, I, I wouldn't let you guys down. We've got another loaded show for you guys today. We've got Ask Brian once again. You know, Ask Brian has become such a wildly popular segment in its own right that we've decided to do it one more time. I I, I know, I know, I know we're doing it a lot. I know this is actually the third time in the last four episodes that we've done an Ask Brian, but it has become so popular. That people just keep coming up with questions for me, and you know, I want to answer them. I want to answer your questions. So that's why we're doing another Ask Brian. So check that out. That's coming up in just a couple of minutes. Um, I'm not going to waste too much time introducing today's podcast because, just like I said, there's not a whole lot to talk about. We've also got an outro for you guys today. Uh, you know how the outro goes, uh, the outro, we just go through all the headlines of the sports world that we may have missed over the last couple of days, over the last couple of, you know, weeks or so, there's, there's you know, again, there's not a whole lot today, but, um, we do have a solid show for you guys today, so, um... Yeah, why don't we just jump right into it? You know, I feel like I don't need to introduce the podcast uh, too much today. I think you know what Ask Brian is. Um, It's a lot of fun. Uh, You guys asked some great questions this time. I will say that for sure. You guys asked some really great questions. I really loved the questions that I was asked on this edition of Ask Brian. You know, everything ranging from my favorite monuments in D.C. to... um, favorite championships and things like that. Uh, some really good questions this time for ask Brian. Um, I think we'll get back to more normal episodes next week. Just a little bit of housekeeping. I was planning on doing a round table next week with, uh, the MTA round table, as I call them, uh, Mike, Tim and Arun, uh, MTA. Um, I kind of like that nickname for them. Um, I was planning on doing a round table with the gang next week, uh, because next week marks one year anniversary, uh, since, uh, Sports shut down due to the coronavirus. Uh, You might remember all that crazy time last year when Rudy Gobert tested positive and all hell broke loose in the sports world from there. So um, we were going to do a one-year anniversary um, roundtable of that, so that should be good. Uh, Looking forward to that next week. But uh, for this week, you know, it's just Ask Brian and uh, the outro. So uh, why don't we just jump right into it, folks. I feel like I've introduced the podcast long enough now. Let's jump into it with today's edition of Ask Brian 5.0. Well, here we go. All right, folks, you know what time it is. It's time for Ask Brian, 5.0, you know how this segment goes, you send me your questions, I answer them, no question is a bad question, this segment has become wildly popular over the last couple of weeks, I mean, obviously, I mean, we're doing it for the third time in four episodes, people love Ask Brian, like, people keep coming up to me with questions they want to ask me, and I love it too, I love answering your questions, I have a lot of fun answering, this segment is a blast, this is honestly one of the best parts. Of the whole show for me, so let's just jump right into it, folks. We got some more really good questions from from you guys here today, so uh, let's just jump right into it with another with a first time question asker, longtime friend of the show, but first time question asker, Adrian Rutherford uh, gets us started off today. Um, I, I mentioned um, on last week's episode that Adrian and I, uh, before the pandemic, we were going to the Armands buffet all the time and going for the Chicago deep dish style pizza. Uh Adrian asked me a question. First off, he wanted me to add to uh, my favorite non-New York championships from last week. You might remember I was asked that last week, what my favorite non-New York championships are. And Adrian thought I missed a couple, so um, I will go back and correct that in just a second. But he also wanted to know what my favorite championship in general was. Well, um, so the thing Adrian wanted me to correct when it came to non-New York championship was he wanted me to mention the 2019 Nationals. Um, and I guess I guess he also wanted me to mention the 2018 Capitals, which I, I honestly didn't love as much as the 2019 Nationals. I mean, I was I was really happy. So you know, I've I've lived in D.C. now for four years, and I've been lucky enough to be here for um, the two championships that the city has won uh, the, for the Capitals and the Nationals in 2018 and 2019. Um, so I was I'm obviously as a Rangers fan, I don't really like the Caps. So I was much happier for the Nationals in 2019 when they won their the World Series as their first ever World Series title. First time the Nationals has had any postseason success. And um, I actually went to the parade for the Nationals. Um, I can't say that about the other two that I selected last week. I actually went to the Nationals victory parade. Um, with Adrian Rutherford and with, uh, with Michael Edgley and with a few other people as well. Lee Ulico was also. Robbie Gross, there was a few other people there as well. I think Arun might have been there too. Uh, we had a lot of fun. We actually, um, the highlight of that day was um, we saw Max Scherzer, um, you know, ace pitcher for the Washington Nationals. He stood on the roof of a car and chugged a beer. I mean, we saw that happen, like, literally right in front of us. We have the video. If you want to see the video, let me know, because Max Scherzer chugged a beer in front of my face. So, yes, I do have to retroactively say the 2019 Washington Nationals were probably my favorite, one of my favorite non-New York champions as well. Um, I watched them win at Robbie's house. That was a lot of fun, watching them celebrate and everything. Um, that was yeah, you know, like I said, I preferred it over the Caps just because I like baseball more, and I'm also a Rangers fan who doesn't really like the Caps. So I mean, I'm totally neutral on the Nats. So I was really happy when the Nationals won the 2019 World Series. So yeah, add that to the list: 2016 Cubs, 2016 India, uh, 2016 uh, Cavaliers, and 2019 Nationals. And um, as far as my favorite championship in general goes, I have to go to my favorite team, like uh, the team that I think is the greatest assemblage of talent in the history of sports and that would be the 1998 New York Yankees the greatest baseball team of all time who went 125 and 50 combined between the regular and the post season uh, I will admit I was kind of young when they won the World Series but the 1998 Yankees are without a doubt my favorite team of all time just the way they did it from a team effort from guys like, like Jeter and Bernie and O'Neill and People like that Tino, they they could beat you that way, and they also had a solid pitching staff between you know Andy Pettit and Cone and El Duque. I love the '98 Yankees. The '96 Yankees were special because you know they brought that championship back to the back to the Yankees that they had been waiting for since '77 or I'm sorry since '78. But um, the '98 Yankees as a whole were a much better team. They went 125 and 50, like I said. And they are the greatest team, without question, in my opinion, in baseball history. So uh, that is my favorite championship in general. Uh, So thank you to Adrian for asking those questions. Um, I know he's still still loving the 2019. We went to a couple games that year in 2019. We went to a couple games at Nationals Park that summer uh, when the Nationals won the World Series. So that was a lot of fun. I know Adrian still loves the 2019 Nationals. So thank thank you, Adrian, for uh, asking your questions. Michael Edgley... Didn't ask a question. Um, he, he basically just sent me a statement saying, Admit it. You'll go to the Nets parade if they win the championship. Um, so another championship question. Um, you know, honestly, the thing about this one is, you know, I don't live. I, you know, I would – I would, I've, look, there's a couple of factors in play here. One, I don't live in New York anymore. I live in the DMV. Two, there may not even be championship parades right now because of COVID and everything. And three, why would I go to a parade of a team that I'm, I'm honestly not even a fan of? I would consider, honestly, going if I lived in New York. I think my uncle, who is a big Yankees fan, told me that he went to the Mets parade in 1986. So um, it can be done. And like I said, I went to the Nationals parade when they won the World Series in 2019. So um, you can definitely go to a championship parade like if you're not a fan of that team. But I just don't. I think it'd be a hard sell for me to go to this particular Nets par- because I'm not a Nets fan, and I don't live in New York. I just don't see any way I, I go to the parade for the Nets in this one. Um, I'm not. I'm, I'm just not interested in going to the Nets parade. But uh, thank you for that question, Michael Edgley. Tim Clark uh, asked me for my top three most hated teams. Um, this has changed in the last couple of years uh, due to recent developments. Uh, but the Boston Red Sox have always been number one and always will be number one. Uh, just going back to, you know, all those playoff series from when I was younger um, and all those playoff battles, especially 03 and 04, uh, how, how intense those series were, that just doesn't go away. Um, plus just all the hatred. I I have so much hatred in my heart for all of Boston, all Boston sports teams, the city of Boston. Um, I have a definite hatred in my heart for all of those things. Not, I I don't want to disrespect Ethan Winter because Ethan Winter is a friend of the show, but, um, he knows how I feel about Boston and he, we're still friends. We're still, Ethan and I are still friends. Despite all that, but yeah, the Def- Red Sox are definitely my number one most hated sports team. The Astros are number two now, though. Uh, that has changed in recent years, obviously, because of the cheating scandal, but they cheated my favorite team out of a championship, and I will never forgive them for that, so the Astros are number two, and the Cowboys are number three. I mean, America, ugh, America's team ugh, 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 just makes me want to throw up every time you say it. I just I cannot stand the Cowboys. I've never liked the Cowboys. And I never will like the Cowboys. They are number three on my top three most hated teams. Some honorable mentions. The Mets, you know, I've softened a little bit on the Mets in recent years. You know, when I was growing up, I, I used to not be able to I I couldn't say when Mets fan was like, we own New York. Da, da, da. We own New York. Like I hated when Mets fans would be like this. Like, shut up. You don't own shit. You don't own New York. Like calm down. I used to hate when Mets fans would be like that. So as a result, the Mets used to be in my top three, but they've now fallen out of my top three over recent years. Uh, The Eagles, yeah, same thing. Division rival with the Giants. And the New Jersey Devils, I have a lot of hockey options to choose from that teams I don't like. I don't like the Penguins. I don't like the Capitals. I don't like the Islanders. I don't like the Flyers. But I think the Devils kind of take the cake when it comes to hockey teams that I don't like. So uh, just again, top three is the Red Sox, Astros, and Cowboys, and those are my honorable mentions all right Robbie gross is another first time question to ask her um, he's been mentioned a lot on the show obviously for um, you know just being great host, awesome friend awesome podcast host uh, ever since I've known him so um, Robbie asks a he actually asked two questions I decided to save Robbie's second question for another time just because um it required a lot of thought. Uh, this is, uh, it was a good question. Like, I'm not trying to disrespect Robbie's question. It was a very good question, but it required a lot of thought, and I feel like I need to be in the right frame of mind to figure out. Basically, he asked me for my top four favorite athletes in every sport. I, I needed to, some time to think about that, so I couldn't answer Robbie's that question. But I will answer um, his other question, which was, "What was your fa- what is your favorite monument and or museum in D.C. or NYC? Um, so my favorite museum in D.C. is the Portrait Gallery. I love the Portrait Gallery. Um, I've only been, actually, I think one time. Uh, I went with my sister uh, when she came to visit back in 2019. Um, and we had a great time. We were there for hours just walking the halls of the Portrait Gallery, just checking out all these incredible paintings. And just, it was really cool. Um, I also love the Air and, uh, Air and Space Museum. I haven't been to, um, I know they have an extension, uh, out near Dulles Airport, that's supposed to be pretty cool, um, that's supposed to be even cooler than the one on the Smithsonian, but, um, the one on the mall, I mean, but, um, yeah, I, I hear that museum's cool, I miss the museum. you know, as a news person, I loved, um, that look into journalism, uh, I miss the museum. um, I was going, you know, the, man, those of you who know me personally, um, I was going to start a job at the International Spy Museum last year, but unfortunately that fell through. I was really looking forward to it because that museum is just really cool. Um, yeah, especially in their brand new building down in Font Plaza. Those are my favorite museums in D.C. Um, I love the Museum of Natural History in New York, too, and the Met. Um, I know those are like the two most famous ones, so I'm, I'm kind of picking a cop out answer again. But, um,. I love those museums in New York and, um, and you know, just, I, the one thing, you know, he mentioned he asked for my favorite monument. Well, I guess the Washington monument. I love the Washington monument. One of the things I love the most about the Washington monument is that you can see it from just about anywhere in this area. Like you can go, like I see it on the Metro coming in, in the morning and I'm not even in DC yet. So I love that about the Washington monument. I love how it's like a symbol of the city. Um, And yeah, I I just you know as far as the Statue of Liberty in New York and um, the World Trade Center Museum too, I encourage people to go check it out. But prepare it's it's very heavy, it's very emotional, very deep. I would go check that one out too if you're in New York. Um, Yeah, those are some of my favorite uh, monuments and museums in D.C. and New York. Um, So many to choose from. But those are i think i think that's a pretty solid list all right Pat Stein, a friend of the podcast, asked me what would be on my own personal SiriusXM x m channel um and you know i, I that's is that's a great that is a great question from pat actually I've been thinking about pat's question since he asked it last night what would be on my own personal SiriusXM x m channel huh well. If it were music, I would probably have a more hip hop oriented type station, maybe classic rap, uh, rap, maybe with some classic rock as well, even mixed in there, just to um, put the cherry on top. If it were more music oriented, um, if it were sports, I think it would be kind of a reflection of this podcast in the sense that it's just, uh, I would just want, like, you know, all sports all the time. it's, yeah, that's the great thing about SiriusXM is that you know, you've know got all these options. And I'm not just saying that as, as a shill, as somebody who occasionally works for the company. Um, I, I, I think the SiriusXM is, you know, I really just got into my subscription recently, and there are some great, like they have a channel for virtually, every, like I was thinking, like that was the hard part when I was thinking of ways to answer Pat's question was, everything that I like, they've already got a channel for. Like, I like The Grateful Dead, and they've already got a channel for The Grateful Dead. I like Eminem, Shade45. They've already got Shade45. You know, I, I like soccer. They've got soccer channel, Sirius SiriusXMFC. There's um, an option for everything on Sirius. But I guess what I would do... So if I was doing it, like I said, if I was doing a music show, it would be more hip-hop oriented. But if I was doing a sports show, I would try and focus on all sports, including soccer, including like some of the more obscure sports. I would try and focus on all sport like basketball, baseball, and then also like soccer as well. That was a great question from Pat. I actually, I really love that question. Thank you for asking that question, Pat. I'm sorry if my answer wasn't quite to your satisfaction, but that's kind of the best way I could think to answer it. All right, Ethan Winter, another friend of the podcast, another person who's been on in this podcast in the past. Uh, Ethan asked two questions. His first question Was what do I think of? Or all right, so it was. He asked two questions, and one of them is a two-part question. The first question is, what do I think of the reverse retro NHL jerseys, and what is my favorite reverse retro NHL jersey? All right. Well, I think even though I'm a Rangers fan and I do very much enjoy the Statue of Liberty Rangers jerseys, I gotta go with Hartford, man. I gotta go with the Carolina Hurricanes and their Hartford Whalers jerseys. I mean, I just. I mean, you probably probably could have guessed that was coming from me. I mean, I love the Hartford Whalers. I love that logo. I love that they played Brass Bonanza when they scored. And just to answer Ethan's question, I love these reverse retro jerseys. I love that the NHL is doing stuff. Like, for the most part, I like all the jerseys. Like, I like even the Capitals one, like the, the red screaming eagle. I like that a lot. So... I like the reverse retro jerseys in the NHL, but my favorite is definitely the, the, the Carolina Hurricanes Hartford Whalers one. The only problem with it is that it makes me wish that the Hartford Whalers were still in Hartford. Um, and unfortunately it's a reminder that they are not, but, uh, that is my favorite reverse retro jerseys. And, um, Ethan asked me, do I think the Chicago Blackhawks should change their logo? Um, this is a tough question and a touchy subject as well. Um, Do I think the Chicago Blackhawks should change their logo? Well, I think we're heading in that direction, Um, and I'm going to be interested to see, you know, obviously with what happened with Washington and the football team, uh, and plus just a bunch of Native American sports mascots across the country over the last couple of years. It does seem like we are heading in that direction, but I will be interested to see what teams like the Braves and the Chiefs and the Blackhawks do because to me, I always viewed those names as like being in tribute to the Native Americans, as opposed to an insult, like the Washington Redskins was. So um I would not be I would be surprised either way. I'm gonna say no. The Chicago Blackhawks don't change their logo, at least not immediately. But I think we'll I will be I wouldn't be surprised if they eventually do change. I mean, if they just eventually cancel culture just comes down on them eventually and they are indeed forced to change their logo. But I'm going to say for now, the Chicago Blackhawks will not change their logo. Alright, Charlie Ferrillo, um, the host of Ostensibly a Sports Show. Go check it out. Um, I really enjoyed Charlie's episode on Friday, by the way. Like that was a great episode of Ostensibly a Sports Show where he talked about he talked about a lot of things. He talked about the Yankees, he talked about the Knicks, um, the Knicks potential rebuild. Um, I thought it was a really great podcast, but speaking of the Knicks, Charlie's question for me was, how real are the Knicks? And I don't really know, honestly, man, it's tough to tell sometimes, because, you know, they, they'll have, like, this great stretch of games, where you know, they look great, like, you know, they, they had this great, they went on a three-game winning streak, um, you know, beating Sacramento, um, Indiana, and then the, P- the Pistons, and then they come out last night, I'm recording this on Wednesday, um... Uh, they still have to play the Pistons tomorrow night, but they were come out last night against the San Antonio Spurs and absolutely lay an egg. They were terrible last night against the Spurs. So every time you think they're about to turn the corner and that they're one of the best teams in the East, they were fourth in the Eastern Conference just a couple days ago. So every time you think they're just about to turn the corner, something like this happens. Just like a couple weeks ago. They were um, they were in prime position to make noise in the Eastern Conference, and then they had a stinker against Orlando. Last night, same thing. Lay an egg against the Spurs. They still have one more game to go against the All-Star break, and um, this episode's going to come out after that episode against the Pistons. I expect to win that game. I'm not going to say for sure that they're going to win that game, because that's just, you know, it's the Knicks, and... Um, You should never say for sure the Knicks are going to win anything, honestly. That's something I've learned over my time as a Knicks fan. But um, I really can't get a sense of how real the Knicks are. I will say this for a fact. I mean, Tom Thibodeau is, without a doubt, the right guy for this job, doing an incredible job as head coach. I mean, I'm absolutely loving Tom Thibodeau as head coach of this team right now. And you know, it makes me wish they had hired him a lot sooner, honestly. Uh, he's he's doing such a good job he's mentoring the kids so well you know i mentioned um and speaking of the kids emmanuel quickly man i love that i'm loving iq man quickly is uh turning into a beast absolutely he's he's arguably like not that you know obi Toppin doesn't have time to develop he definitely does still have plenty of time to develop his game into a more skillful all-around up game, but he has I would say so far, Quick has proven to be a little bit um ahead of Obi Toppin when it comes to Knicks rookies at least. But um yeah, I don't really know how to describe I we'll see how the second half of the season goes. Um I'm not thrilled, they have to start the season in Milwaukee. I believe they actually have a road trip to start the second half of the season after the All-Star break, uh which is this weekend. Um so the All-Star game is this Saturday, uh, this Sunday, I believe, March 7th in Atlanta. We'll see how the Knicks do. We'll see how they do in their game against the Pistons on Thursday night. And then we'll come back to how they do at the All-Star break. But honestly, Charlie, I don't know, man. It's tough to say how real the Knicks are right now um, when they, you know, there's just a bunch of inconsistency sometimes. Uh, but Arun, um, all right, so uh, let's move into Arun. Arun had two questions. Um, the first question related to the Knicks. So, um, I'll answer that first just to keep with the theme of Charlie's question. He asked me, am I excited to watch the Knicks play the Nets on March 15th? Yeah, hell yeah, I'm excited to watch the Knicks play the Nets on March 15th. I mean, I'm personally, I'm excited to watch the Knicks play every, like, look, I get excited. Like, this is, I'm a weird, like, this is gonna, you're gonna learn something new about me today. I make, like, every night when one of my teams is playing is like an event to me. Like, it's a special night. Like, it's something I can get excited for. So every time one of my team plays, I am very excited about it. But I will be especially excited on March 15th when the Knicks play the Nets in what should be a great showdown. Um, I would love a Knicks-Nets playoff series. If we could get that... I think that would be great for basketball in this city. I think the Nets would win. I'm not saying the Knicks would win. I think the Nets would win pretty easily. I think they would probably sweep the Knicks, honestly. But a Knicks-Nets series would be great for basketball in New York, honestly. It would be do wonders for basketball in the city. And I hope we get it. We I think we've got as good a chance as any this year. To get it, so um, yes, to answer Arun's question, of course I'm excited to watch the Knicks play the Nets on March fifteenth. Of course I'm excited. Like, why wouldn't I be excited to watch my beloved team play another very good team in the net? Uh, the team of, well, I mean, I'm, I'm making that seem the way I described it. I made it seem like, oh, it's the Knicks versus the Nets. The Nets are much better than the Knicks. Like, there's no question about it. Which one of them is the better team? So uh, we'll see how that matchup goes. Um, That is a week from this upcoming Monday, if I'm not mistaken, March 15th. All right, uh, Arun asked me a second question. And if you've been following Ask Brian, I think you know where Arun is going with his second question. Um, It's a food question. (laughs) He asked me, is it okay to have pizza for breakfast? Arun, of course it's okay to have pizza for breakfast, my dude. It's always, it's okay to have pizza. That's one of the magical things about pizza is that it is good at all hours of the day. It is the best. Like, I could eat pizza at 6 in the morning or 6 p.m. and be absolutely satisfied. But honestly, Arun, just to answer your breakfast question, um, starting your day off with a, a slice of pizza, maybe put a little bit of hot sauce, maybe a little sriracha on there to get your day going, that's a good start to your day. That is as good of a start to your... I could not ask for a better start to my morning than a slice of pizza like that. So, um... Uh, yeah, of course, Arun. Of course it's okay to eat pizza for breakfast. It's okay to eat pizza whenever you... Like, you're an adult. You can eat pizza whenever you want. Like, that's the good... One of the exci- Like, that's one of the exciting things. Being an adult kind of sucks. But one of the exciting things about being an adult is that I can eat pizza whenever the hell I feel like it. So, um... Uh, Yes, Arun. Uh, to answer your question, uh, pizza for breakfast is awesome. Of course, it's okay to have pizza for breakfast. In fact, do it tomorrow when you listen. To, go, you know, have pizza for breakfast tomorrow. I go do it. All right, folks. You know what time it is. I feel like it needs like an introduction. I feel like this this segment of Ask Brian needs its own introduction, like its own. Like Michael Buffer or something, but we're at the Pat Honan section of Ask Brian. Like, I feel like we need, like, Michael Buffer. Like, Let's get ready to rumble when we come to Pat Honan's question. Um, you guys know how it goes with Pat. He sent me a lot of questions, and um, I kind of have to narrow it down a little bit, uh, which is was kind of hard, but um, I think I did a good job this time. Uh, Pat's first question was, which sports franchise is under the most pressure to win a championship? The first two that came to mind for me were the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, once they got James Harden, I mean, all the the pressure was on. They like they have to win a championship. Like they have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. The pressure is a hundred percent on the Nets now to win a championship. They have to do it. I mean, it's uh, once they got James Harden, all the pressure went to the Nets. All the pressure. like If they don't win the championship, I mean, it's going to be a disaster for the Nets, honestly, as far as I'm concerned. So um, the Brooklyn Nets were the first team that came to mind when it came to which franchise is under the most pressure to win a championship. Another team that came to mind was the Clippers. Um, yeah, after what happened last year in the playoffs and the bubble, uh, blowing the 3-1 lead to the Denver Nuggets. Um Pandemic P just stinking up the joint in the playoffs. I think there's a lot of pressure on the Clippers going into the playoffs. Um, You know, they made the coaching change. They brought in Ty Lue over Doc Rivers. Uh, Will that be the right move? I don't know for sure. I really can't say for sure. One way or another, but I like Steve Ballmer. I know Steve Ballmer's a little crazy, but he seems to be willing to do just about anything in his own power to convince it that to make his team win. So I like Steve Ballmer as an owner, um, and I hope he does um, maybe win a championship someday. But I would say the Nets and the Clippers, the two secondary teams in that market too, by the way, you know, the Knicks and Lakers are much more popular than the Nets and Clippers, but I would say that they are under the most pressure to win a championship of any franchise. All right, Pat, second question, which pitcher will win more games, Cole or DeGrom? Well, I know Pat and I are both hoping because we're both Yankees fans that, um, it is Garrett Cole, the answer to this question, but, um, I'm going to say DeGrom for now, just because I feel like his team is going to rely on him a lot more um, to win games. You know, I, I just think, I think his team is not as good as J- Garrett Cole's team. So, uh, and plus not to mention Jacob DeGrom has won the last two legitimate Cy Young award seasons. You know, he didn't win the last year, but you know, it was a 60 game season. So it was a little weird. Jacob DeGrom is one of the best pitchers in baseball. He's a joy to watch. I mean, I would love the Mets to start scoring some runs for Jacob deGrom. Like if he, if they start scoring runs for him, that would change things forever for Jacob. De, like he has been the one thing Jacob deGrom has been missing has been run support. So if he gets that, watch out. Um, but I am going to go with deGrom to win more games than Cole. But obviously, I'm hoping the answer to this question is Cole, and it could still at the end of the day very well end up being Garrett Cole. Um, all right, so Pat's next question was another uh, baseball-related question. What is more likely Aaron Judge hits 40 home runs or a Cole wins 20 games? Um, wow, this is a tough one. Um, you can't go wrong either way. Uh, what is more likely Judge to hit? I'm going to say Cole wins 20. Um, just because Cole is you know, one of the most dominant pitchers. He is a proven commodity, Garrett Cole. Uh, whereas Aaron Judge, yeah, he hit 52 home runs in 2017, but he's been working his way back from injuries. He hasn't had a 40 home run season since then. He's, in fact, had a lot of injury plague seasons. So until I see it for sure consistently from Judge, I'm going to go with Cole, but I'm kind of hoping that it is going to end up being Aaron judge just because I want him to keep doing what he did in um, 2017. By the way, he hit 53 home. Like Anybody who watched the Yankees in 2017 knows that Aaron judge actually hit 53 home runs. There was a very bad call on a deep fly ball that was ruled in the park when it was clearly out of the park against the Cardinals in April. So Aaron judge, actually hit fifty-three home runs in twenty seventeen. He's tied with Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo isn't ahead. He's tied with Aaron Judge. I just want to make that very clear. Um go look up the video. You'll I mean just type in Aaron Judge Cardinals 2017. It'll pop up. That ball was a home run. It should have been ruled a home run. I think the next batter was Matt Holiday and I think he actually did hit a home run in that game. But um that was a bad call for sure. And uh, that, that is what cost Aaron Judge having fifty-two home, 53 home runs and only having 52. Not that 52 is a bad number. I mean, that's a, good, that's a great amount of home runs, but he should have been counted for one more. That's all I'll say on that. Um, all right, Dylan McNiff. Um, he asked me the question last time about my top five uh, favorite rappers, dead or alive. Um, this time, Dylan just asked me very simply... Top three quarterbacks of all time. Um, I think this is easy. Honestly, I, I Tom Brady's number one. Um, he's got seven Super Bowl rings. I mean, he's the he's the greatest winner this sport has ever seen. Uh, just the what he continues to do on the field is just absolutely incredible. Um, Peyton Manning, just from a pure talent standpoint, might be number two. I mean, just you know, he was the most talented. I think in terms of talent, like raw ability. Peyton Manning was right up there with just about anybody who's ever played this game. Now he's a Hall of Famer, so congratulations to Peyton for that, but he's my number two. And Joe Montana is another one. I, you know, Joe Montana was a great winner in the sport. Uh, before he was Tom Brady before Tom Brady, man. like Joe Montana was Joe Cool out on the field. So um, those are the best quarterbacks, I would say. I mean, just into, I didn't really Joe Montana's a little bit before my time. But um, another great honorable mention would be Drew Brees. I mean, Drew Brees had a great career. Um, I was talking to Michael Edgley, a noted Saints fan, a friend of the podcast, um, today. And he was saying he refuses to believe that Drew Brees is actually retired until Drew Brees actually retires. So we will see if Drew Brees actually hangs him up. Uh, Brett Favre is, you know, the gunslinger, another great honorable mention Steve Young was a lot of fun to watch as well uh when Dylan asked me this question we were kind of trying to come up with some names and um he said Troy Aikman Troy Aikman doesn't really do it for me honestly that could be the Cowboys hate coming in again and Dylan is actually a Cowboys fan so that could be the Cowboys bias for him but Troy Aikman honestly didn't really do it for me yeah he had he had a great he was good but he had a great team around him like we can't ignore that when it comes to Troy Aikman this was you know, I, I appreciate Dylan um uh, making me only choose three this time as opposed to a top five. But um yeah, that's my top three. Brady, uh Manning, Montana. Um uh, Damn, I forgot. I was going to say I was gonna say Manning, but I was gonna say uh but I didn't tell you which Manning to let you think that maybe I picked Eli, but uh it's Peyton. It's Peyton, it's Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and Joe Montana. That is my top three quarterbacks of all time. All right. We got a fun one to close it out today, Um, and this is going to be, oh man, this is going to be so cringy. Um, This question comes from my dad, um, who is a noted cricket enthusiast. My dad loves cricket. Uh, He's been a fan his whole life of cricket. Uh, I am not as much. I couldn't tell you the first thing about cricket. Um, So my dad asked me to explain the rules of cricket. Cricket. Um, okay, so, um, this is going to be hard. I, I you know, my dad has tried to explain the rules of cricket to me so many times, but I am just not, like, it just doesn't interest me at all. Like, why would I ca- I already have enough sports. Like, I already have baseball. I've already got basketball, football, hot, I've got soccer, all these sports. Why would I need to add cricket to my repertoire? Um... So basically, there's a bowler. Uh, that, that's kind of like your pitcher. Uh, that dude, instead of um, throwing the way a baseball pitcher traditionally throws it, he throws overhand and kind of like spikes it into the ground. And then there's a batsman on the other team. And that dude is responsible for swinging. And you get a certain number of points depending on how far you hit it. I believe if you hit it over the fence, that's six points. Or six overs. Or wicket, I don't know. Like I'm just saying words at this point, honestly. Um, I know there are two different kinds of cricket. There is the T20 cricket, which I believe is popular in India, and then there's the us. Then there's the rest of the cricket that the rest of the world plays. That isn't as exciting, or isn't as, that is much more boring. That's the cricket that apparently I've been watching because um, I've heard of the T20 is. Um, pretty good and um so yeah that's basically i think there's there's two different types of like i said i think there's the two different types of cricket um you get points for hitting them over the i did the game just goes on and on some some cricket takes up to five days like it's 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 a it goes on and on and on you need to have a lot of endurance if you are going to watch some cricket, like I'll, I'll tell you that much. I will give my dad a lot of credit because he is a big cricket fan. Um, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't, I really couldn't be a fan. Like my dad made sure when my parents moved, switched apartments, my dad made sure that Willow, which is the cricket channel, was included in their cable package. That's how big of a fan my dad is when it comes to cricket. But I know there are a lot of big fans of cricket. Um, Dylan McNiff, um, you know, he just asked the question, the top three quarterbacks of all time. I know he's a big cricket fan because of his wife, um, his wife Devika and her family. They're really into they're really. Into, they're from India. They're really into cricket. Um, and I know he's been to a couple of matches in Australia where he lives. Um, so um, I'm not going to pretend. I'm just going to stop rambling because I, I feel like I'm rambling about cricket. But that's basically all I can tell you. That is the extent of my cricket knowledge. And, um, I know that was super cringy and really hard to listen to. And I apologize for that, but you know what? I couldn't think of a better way to end. Ask Brian, honestly. Um, so yeah, look, if you like cricket, like if you think you might, you know, like cricket, go check it out. I like, it's a, I have like, look, I love my dad and I love doing just about anything with my dad. So I'll watch cricket if he's like sitting down to watch it, but I can't really sit here and pretend like I'm some sort of grand magical expert in it. So um go check out cricket if you are interested and uh thank you dad for making me embarrass myself and uh cringely uh explain cricket to uh my audience. Uh thank you for that dad. Uh, all right, that does it for today's Ask Brian. Uh, thank you to everybody who submitted questions. Like I said, this segment is just wildly popular. It's become a huge, huge part of the show. And um, thank you to for making it a huge part of it. Like, it's become a huge part of the show because of you. I mean, you guys love – you guys keep coming at me with the questions. And um, I'm really thankful for it. So um, that's it for today's Ask Brian. Let's go into today's outro. All right. I want to thank everybody who submitted a question for this edition of Ask Brian 5.0. Ask Brian will be back at some point. I think I'm going to take a little bit of a break from it from, from now uh, just because we've done it a lot lately, and um, feel like it's time that we took maybe just a slight break from Ask Brian. Despite the po- wild popularity of the segment, uh, I feel like we might need to take a slight little break from Ask Brian. But it will be back. It will be back. Don't worry. Ask Brian will definitely be back uh, at some point in time. Um, speaking of Ask Brian, I just wanted to make a reference to my, other ask, my previous Ask Brian from last week's episode, when I did my um, top five rappers of all time, um, for the honorable mentions, I didn't have Andre 3000s. That, that's, a, that's a big oversight on my part. Andre 3000 should definitely be on my honorable mentions list at the very least. I mean, 3Stacks is just a, you know, think about it, his influence on the rap game and just, you know, how, how incredible of a rapper he is. Like the speed that he can rap at as well. Andre 3000 uh definitely deserves an honorable mention for my top 5 favorite rappers of all time. Uh, so I'm a little surprised that I didn't mention him in the first place. So I'm going to re- retroactively add Andre 3000 to my list. Uh so uh he goes to the honorable mentions list of my top 5 favorite rappers of all time. And you heard me say it um on the when we were, when I asked Adrian answered Adrian's question but um you know, I do want to mention that the 2018 and the 2019, uh, the 2018 Capitals and the 2019 Nationals, uh, the Nationals more so than the Capitals, I would say. Um, I had fun watching the Capitals win the Stanley Cup with my friends, but I'm not a Capitals fan. I'm not a you know, I'm not a Nationals fan either. But I, I'm much more neutral when it comes to the Nationals. As a Rangers fan, I really don't like the Capitals. Um, so I was much happier for the Nationals when they won the World Series the next year, but um, it was still cool seeing DC party like that, um, seeing the Capitals party like that when they won the Stanley Cup. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, just to be here was it was a great, it was exciting. That was really exciting. You know, maybe one day I'll tell, and I got a story to tell about um, the, the being around those championship teams because uh, it was a lot of cool. And and shout out to the Mystics as well, uh, the Washington Mystics. Uh, WNBA champions two years ago, um, yeah. District of champions, you can't go wrong with it. Um, <laughs> the DCs won a lot of championships lately, so I just wanted to mention that before we get into our outro. Um, here's some stories that have um, you know kind of made some news over the last couple of days. Um, Aaron Boone had to leave Yankee spring training uh, to get a pacemaker installed. Um, apparently, Aaron Boone had open heart surgery uh, when he was forty six when he was thirty six years old. Back in 2009, so uh, the time has come for him to get a pacemaker. Um, it sounded really scary at the time, you know. Anytime you know you hear the word pacemaker and you know you in leave, you have to leave spring training, those are scary words for sure. But um, it sounds like Aaron Boone will be back at Yankee spring training, uh, which is good to see. And I really appreciate the respect and um, support shown from everybody across Major League Baseball from AJ Hinch, the former Astros manager, now the Tigers manager, to um Alex Cora, who's now the who's the Red Sox manager again, said Aaron Boone's one of his best friends in baseball. That was really nice, you know, that was really um respectful and cool, I thought. Uh of all these managers and um I give them a lot of credit for um for doing that and um so so thank thank them for this. I thank them as a, on behalf of the Yankees. I thank them for the support. Um, and, yeah, so hopefully Aaron Boone should be back, uh, hopefully by the end of the weekend. Uh, it sounds like it should be a quick turnaround, and uh, he should be good to go. But, yeah, definitely very scary when you hear the words pacemaker. Uh, definitely scary for sure. Um, I just want to say um, there have been fans at all these spring training games, and I have to say I'm really enjoying spring training so far um, this year, like more than normal actually, because of the fact that, you know, some games can go five innings, some games can go seven innings, some games can go, they can go however long they feel like going. That's really nice. That's something that we haven't had in spring trainings of years past. And yet here we are. Now we have it. I think it's really nice. I think it's a change as opposed a really nice, refreshing change as opposed to years past. I know it's because of COVID, but I would consider keeping that rule moving forward as well. Um, that you can just play, I mean, spring training, who really cares that much? Like, nobody's going to spring training for, like, it it, it, it just makes more sense, like, if you could play shorter games in spring training. It just makes more sense to me. Um, but yeah, there have been actual fans at these spring training games. About 25% capacity has been the rule in Florida. I think it's about the same in Arizona in the Cactus League. Um, so, yeah, um, and and plus I, plus, I think I mentioned this in a past episode, but teams are only playing certain other teams like the Yankees are only playing the Blue Jays, the Orioles, teams that are close to the Tigers, teams that are close to them in Tampa uh relatively speaking. So um that's how spring training is going so far this year. Uh the, there was a signing uh Jackie Bradley Jr uh finally is off the free agent market. Uh he signed with the Brewers. Uh, good for JBJ. Um I just want to you know give him respect, you know he deserves to go to a place where he's wanted and can be a big part of the team and um that's gonna be a fun outfield. You know, I was actually looking up uh uh the talking baseball uh Instagram page and uh they said that this is one of only two outfields that has a gold glover at every position. They have Kane, JBJ and Christian Yelich in the outfield. They've all won gold gloves before so that would be that's gonna be really a lot of fun uh in the outfield in Milwaukee. Uh, they are one of only two outfields that can say that right now. So, uh watch out for the Brewers this year. Um and lastly in baseball, um the Oakland A's uh put out some uh some new ballpark renderings. Um now um I don't really know what to make of this honestly because um they're just renderings uh, and you know until there's actually like shovels in the ground and they're actually building the ballpark I don't really want to believe it, <laughs> especially with the team like the Oakland A's, where we've had so many teams like this where they um, they they've had um, they've they've teased us before like this, where they've you know they've gotten you know pictures of stadiums and like everything already to make it seem like you know they're building a stadium for the A's. So until I actually see shovels in the ground and they're actually building a stadium for the Oakland A's. I refuse to believe it. I will not believe it. And um I will just put these renderings. Same thing with the Tampa Bay Rays. The Tampa Bay Rays are another organization where um until I actually see them put the shovels in the ground. Put the shovels in the ground and start building a stadium. I will not actually believe it. So that's my thoughts on the Oakland Days new ballpark renderings. I would love to see it personally, because they need a new stadium. You know, now the Warriors are back in San Francisco, the Raiders are back are in Vegas. The, it's time for the city of Oakland to focus on getting a new ballpark for the for the As so uh, if they can get it done that would be great but uh, I'm not going to believe it until I actually see it all right on to some football news I mean the main f- I really only have one football news for sure um and that would be that jJ Watt signed with the Arizona Cardinals this past weekend um, he uh, posted a picture to Twitter uh him working out in an Arizona Cardinals jer- shirt. And the, the picture said, source me? So, um, yeah, that sounds like a pretty good source if you ask me. J.J. Watt confirming himself going to the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I like this signing for Arizona, obviously. He's going to be a huge part of their team. Uh, he, he can definitely still do it. He can definitely still be a huge contributor on defense for any team, really. I I, I think J.J. Watt is still going to be a big part of any team he goes to. My only concern is that he could have gone to a team like the Packers, which would have you know brought him home to Wisconsin, or he could have gone to a team like the Steelers, which would have teamed him up with his brothers uh, TJ and Derek. Um, I think that would have been a better fit for J.J. Watt overall than possibly going to the Arizona Cardinals. That's just me personally. That's how I personally feel. Like, I feel like that would have been a better fit, but you can't really blame... 34 million dollars over two years that's a pretty crazy good that's a good deal honestly um if you ask me so jj watt, i mean i can't really complain about making all that money so um good luck to jj watt with the cardinals um you know i i think this is a, a good i think it'll be a good fit um you know i think he'll do a good job with arizona and um we'll see how it goes uh, we'll see how it goes All right, I have a quick tweet from Aaron Boone here. Uh, This is from uh, just a few minutes ago, just released a few minutes ago on Twitter. Uh, To all of you who have reached out to me, prayed for me, or wished me well, thank you. Support has been overwhelming and humbling. I feel great and can't wait to be back real soon. So uh, hopefully Aaron Boone gets back out on the field real soon. Just a quick update to his pacemaker uh, thing that we just discussed about a few minutes ago. So hopefully Aaron Boone is back out there soon. Uh, James Harden uh, returned to Houston the other night uh, for the first time since his trade. um, And he got kind of a weird reaction. There were fans in the stands in Houston. Uh, There were, I think, a couple thousand fans in the stands. And uh, most of them booed James Harden. But uh, he did get a video tribute, which is normally reserved for players, I guess, with less controversy less controversy, less controversial exits than James Harden had out of Houston, I guess. So I don't know. I was a little surprised that he got a video tribute, and the owner of the Houston Rockets, Tillman Fertitta, has said that he will retire James Harden's number, no matter what, after his career is done. I don't know how I feel about that. I personally don't really know how I feel. I mean, especially after everything that's just gone down the last couple of months or so with James Harden, you're already determining that you're gonna retire his number like that? I don't know. That doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me if you're the the Rockets owner. Uh to already retire um James Harden's number, like I just doesn't really to already make a determination like that just does not make a whole lot of sense to me. Just does not do it. Like, why would you decide that now? Like, give it some time. Give it some time to see if James Harden will, you know, maybe make right with Houston. You don't have to determine right now. Oh yeah, we're definitely retiring his number. Like, come on, give it some time. Especially considering how everything went down these past couple of de- like these past couple of um, weeks and months with Houston, with everything that went down with James Harden. I don't know. I I just think that's kind of a dumb decision by. Um Tillman Fertitta and uh, the Rockets, who lost that game and have now lost, I believe, 13 consecutive games heading into the All-Star break. So the Rockets continue to struggle um, ever since they traded hard, and uh, it just hasn't quite been the same. I feel for John Wall, man. You know, I really like John Wall. I want him to do well, but uh, he's really struggling right now. I mean, obviously, look at all those losses in a row. I mean, that's just bad for the Rockets. Um I want him to do well. I really want John Wall to and the Rockets to turn it around, but um don't don't know if I see it happening. They don't look like a very good team right now. I just want to talk a little bit about um something I saw, um something I saw from Kyrie Irving, um to, to keep it in the Brooklyn Nets family a little bit. Um He had been talking about um potentially changing the logo to Kobe. Um and I don't know how I feel about this personally, like why why I mean, there's so many you know different different people we could potentially change the logo to in the NBA like why not you know MJ or someone like that i just feel like why kobe like are we just honoring kobe because he, of the way he died because of the way he died so tragically um i never really i don't really understand like the why they would want kobe specifically to change the logo. I don't think they're going to... I saw... I don't think they're going to change the logo, and I I think, um... You know, it's just so iconic. Like, the Jerry West logo, I think, is so iconic, and I don't really have any... I don't think anybody has any issue with the Jerry West logo, right? Like, why would anybody have any issue with the Jerry West logo? Like, I think the Jerry West logo is totally fine. So, um... I I, I don't know. If I were them, I would just not change the logo. Um, I would just keep it as is. And, um... Yeah, um, I think it's. Think, I I there's no reason to change it to Kobe. No, no offense to Kobe. No disrespect to Kobe. I would just keep the logo as is. Um, all right. So Zlatan Ibrahimovic, uh, for those of you who don't know, is a world famous soccer player and one of a lightning rod for controversy at times. He's a little um, he's a little flamboyant sometimes. He's a little out there. Uh, he's not afraid to speak his mind. And um, this week he said he had some quotes about. Um, that kind of that kind of sounded a little reminiscent of uh, Lara Ingram's Shut Up and Dribble. Um, this was the quote from Zlatan Ibrahimović. Athletes unite the world. Politics divide it. Our role is to unite the world by doing what we do best. Athletes should be athletes, and politicians should do politics. LeBron is phenomenal at what he's doing, but I don't like when people have some kind of status. They go do politics at the same time. Do what you're good at. Do the category you do. I play football because I am the best at playing football. I don't do politics. If I were a pol- political if I were a political politician, I would do politics. That is the first mistake people do when they become famous and they may become a certain status. Stay out of it. Just when you just do what you do best because it doesn't look good. See, I don't I hate this. You know, I hate I hate when people say stick to sports. I hate it when Laura Ingram was saying to LeBron shut up and dribble and things like that. It's just so disrespectful. It's it's not, you know, the, the I think the best I think the best thing about 2021 and the athlete in 2021 is that the athlete doesn't just stick to sports. They don't just stay in their lane. They do other things. Like LeBron James, they'll do other things. They'll they'll veer out of their lane and enter other avenues like LeBron with acting or things like that or politics or getting, you know speaking his mind politically I love Zlatan like don't get me wrong I'm a big Zlatan fan like I think Zlatan um is good for, for soccer in a lot of ways but um I didn't like this personally I I didn't like um you know I I didn't like this this these quotes on LeBron you should personally you know like I said, it just sounded too much like shut up and dribble. If you ask me, it sounded a lot like Laura Ingram. It sounded like it just sounded like just wrong, honestly. And I hate the shut up and dribble mentality. And um, yeah, I just I just want um, I just want Zlatan to know that basically. Um, I mean, he doesn't care what I think. I mean, Zlatan barely doesn't care what anyone thinks. So he's going to care what I my me hosting this. His little podcast out of out of out of Maryland thinks but um yeah I just wanted to give my thoughts on uh the Zlatan quote um on LeBron. I, I didn't think that was particularly smart. Um uh, speaking of another um kind of dumb quote, uh Jim Beheim has been in the news uh th- these last couple of days as well. Um on Monday, I'll just read the quote from I'll just read from the ESPN article that I found. On on Monday Matthew Gutierrez, who covers Syracuse basketball for The Athletic, tweeted that the Orange would be somewhere around 17-5 overall and in the field of 68 if his reserves Jesse Edwards and Kadri Richmond had Logmore more minutes. The duo combined to score 12 points in a 72-70 to win over North Carolina that day. Gutierrez tweeted on Tuesday that he and Beheim were, quote, all good on this after they had a conversation about his observations. On Wednesday, however... Beheim seemed to respond to Gutierrez's original tweet when asked a question post game. Here's what Beheim said. But if I played Jesse and Kadri, we'd probably be twenty two and two now, Beheim said after Wednesday's win. I just don't I just didn't see that. Couldn't figure it out by myself after forty five years. I need a reporter to figure it out who has never played basketball and is five foot two. Come on, Beheim. Come on, Jim Beheim. Look, I don't I don't like Jim Beheim, I'll be honest. I'm I, you know, I'm not a Syracuse fan. I actually grew up a UConn fan, and I still like UConn. So I've I've never been a bit of a big Jim Beheim fan personally. So this is just this is just dumb. This is just a dumb comment, honestly, for um, from Jim Beheim. Um, and it goes back to you know you know Coach Shashovsky. Mike Shashovsky made kind of a dumb comment a few weeks ago about um, a student reporter. I thought that was a little over the top as well. Um, so basically these old school these old school coaches like Jim Bayheim and Coach K, they need to start treating these reporters a little bit better, starting to be a little more respectful to these reporters, whether they're student reporters or just regular reporters like Matthew Gutierrez, who is just a reporter for the athletic I think um i don't think he's a student um I think either way you've got to start treating these these reporters with more respect and um I just thought this was a little much from Jim Beheim, but folks, I'm talking about college basketball. So you know what that means. I got to, I got to give you an update on the bracket challenge. The bracket challenge is coming folks. It's coming. We're just, we're just, we're week, maybe a week and a half away from the start of March madness. I can't wait folks. I look, I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't watched a second of college basketball this year. I I couldn't tell you the first thing about college basketball this year. Like, Pat Honan sends me some questions for Ask Brian that are college basketball related, and I just don't know how to answer them. But when that tournament rolls around, I am a hundred percent locked in to college basketball and a hundred percent ready to go. Can't wait for the tournament to start. It's gonna be awesome, it's, and I can't wait for you guys to do this bracket challenge. Let me know if you if you think there's, there should be what what the prize should be. If we should just stick to an Amazon gift card or if maybe we should do something a little bit different this year, uh, let me know. Um, but the bracket challenge uh, is coming. Um, so before we wrap up the episode, you know we have the um, the schedule update. Um, and since there's no um, NBA uh, games this weekend, uh, we're now officially at the All-Star break. Um, I just wanted to um, talk about the participants in all the contests uh, this week for the NBA All-Star events. Um, starting with the Slam Dunk Contest, um, Anthony Simons for the Portland Trailblazers, no, who cares, Cassius Stanley for the Indiana Pacers, no, who cares, Obi Toppin from the New York Knicks. Go New York, go New York, go, go New York, go, New York, go, let's go, Ob! let's go. I'm uh, hoping Obi Toppin, uh, look, I don't really like the Slam Dunk Contest personally because um, you know who participates in it uh you like go wait wait till you see the three point competition like that's way better of a matchup like no disrespect to Obi. like i love Obi toppin but um i would much rather like see like lebron or some like big time celebrities compete in the slam dunk contest than him like no disrespect to Obi toppin but yeah that's your slam dunk contest simon stanley and Obi toppin you know who i'm rooting for let's go Obi toppin um, into the three-point contest now, uh, like I said, this has much more star power in it than the Slam Dunk Contest. We've got Devin Booker, Jalen Brown, Steph Curry, Zach Levine, Donovan Mitchell, and Jason Tatum. Uh, that should be good. Um, I think my money's going to be on Curry, though. I mean, Curry's just the best th- one of the best three-point shooters of all time, and uh, hard to argue against that, honestly. So I'm going to go with Curry in that one. And in the skills competition, uh, we got another Nick. Um, but we've also got Robert Covington, Luka Doncic, Chris Paul. Then we've got Julius Randle from the Knicks, Demontis Sabonis, and Nikola Vucevic from the Orlando Magic. Um, my money is honestly going to be on Luka. I mean, Lucas, I'm rooting for Julius Randle obviously. Um, I want Julius Randle to do well uh, as a Knicks fan, but um I'm personally thinking that this might be Luka Doncic's. Like I think Luka Doncic will probably end up taking it. He's got the most skill out of anybody in the names that I've mentioned so far. Not that those guys don't have a lot of skill, but you know, I think uh, Luka Doncic has a little bit more skill than the other guys honestly even. Uh, And then there was the Rising Stars competition. Um, I don't think they're playing a game. I think they just named rosters for the Rising Stars competition. Uh, So for the USA, we've got LaMelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, Tyler Hero, DeAndre Hunter, Keldon Johnson, Ja Ja Morant, Michael Porter Jr., Zion Williamson, and James Wiseman. And for uh, the world team, we've got Precious Sachua. Uh, Nickel Alexander Walker, Denny Avia, R.J. Barrett from the Knicks, Francisco Campazzo, uh, Brandon Clark, Luguez Dort, Rui Hachimura, Theo Maldon, and Michael Mulder. Um, I believe there's one key missing person from the uh, from the USA team, and that would be one Emmanuel Quickly. Where is Emmanuel Quickly? How can you not have Emmanuel Quickly on this team? I mean, come on after the season he's having so far, you're not going to have a manual quickly on the, on the team. That's just ridiculous. So, um, the all-star game itself is this, uh, this Sunday, I believe it's at, uh, here Sunday at eight o'clock on TNT in Atlanta. Like that's, like I said, that's why the main reason they're even having an all-star game is the fact that it's in Atlanta on TNT. Um, I'll probably watch, I'll be honest, I'll probably watch the All-Star game. I'll, I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the fact that they're having an All-Star game, but will I probably still end up watching the All-Star game? Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, all right, let's move into uh, the rest of your schedule update for the weekend, uh, starting with the NHL. Uh, we've got the Capitals and the Bruins tonight at 7 o'clock. This is Friday's schedule, Friday, March 5th. Capitals, Bruins at 7 o'clock. Lightning, Blackhawks is at 8 o'clock. Ducks Avalanche is at nine o'clock, Wild Coyotes is at nine o'clock, Blues Kings is at nine o'clock on ESPN Plus, and Golden Knights Sharks is at 10:30. On Saturday in the NHL, we've got the Devils and the Rangers, that's on ESPN Plus. I'll be watching the MSG feed though. Uh Sabres Islanders, 1 o'clock, Flyers Penguins is at 1 o'clock on NBC Sports Network. Panthers Predators is at 2 o'clock. Uh then we've got Jets Canadians at seven o'clock on ESPN Plus. Maple Leafs Canucks at seven o'clock. Wilds Coyotes at seven o'clock. Blue Jackets Stars is at eight o'clock. Ducks Avalanche is at eight o'clock. Blues Kings is at nine o'clock. Flames Oilers is at ten o'clock. And Golden Knights Sharks is at ten thirty. And then on Sunday we've got the Sabers and the Islanders at twelve o'clock, nationally televised on NBC. Uh, Lightning and the Blackhawks on NBC Sports Network uh, at 2.30. Hurricanes-Panthers is at 5 o'clock. Devils-Bruins is at 5 o'clock. Capitals-Flyers is at 7 o'clock. Rangers-Penguins at 7.30 on NBC Sports Network. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Predators-Stars is at 8 o'clock. And Senators-Flames is at 9 o'clock. Now baseball, I'm going to give you the baseball update uh schedule update uh but bear in mind that a lot of these games they don't know how long they're going to go they might be seven inning games they might be five inning games they might be nine inning games all right so uh, let me take a deep breath and uh, get into the tigers and the Yankees at one o'clock on Friday the Astros and the Marlins at one o'clock on Friday twins and the Braves one o'clock 1991 World Series rematch actually uh, Pirates and the Phillies is at one o'clock. The Rays and the Red Sox is at one o'clock. Orioles and the Blue Jays is at one o seven. Yeah, get your calendar set right for that one. Uh, one o seven, not one o five. Angels Athletics is at three o five. Indians Cubs three o five. Dodgers Royals three o five. Mariners White Sox three o five. Brewers Rockies is at three ten. Cardinals Nationals is at six o'clock. Diamondbacks, Reds is at 8.05, and Giants, Padres is at 8.40. On Saturday, we've got the Yankees and the Pirates at 1 o'clock. We've got the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. That's TBD. They might want to figure that out. I mean, they've got less than a day to figure out when that game's going to start. They might want to figure it out. But you know what? Like I said, it's spring training. Who really cares? Uh, Braves, Rays, 1 o'clock. Twins, Red Sox, 1 o'clock. Nationals, Marlins, 1 o'clock. Phillies, Blue Jays, 1.07. When White Sox Indians, 305 Royals, Giants, 305 Padres, Dodgers, 305 Cubs, Brewers, 310 uh, Rockies, Angels, 310 Athletics, Marlins is at 310 Tigers, Orioles is at 605 and Mets Astros is at 605. And then on Sunday, another loaded slate of games. Um, we've got the Phillies and the Yankees at one o'clock uh, at 105. Um, I just said that. I can't believe I said it twice. Uh, Orioles-Pirates is at 105. Red Sox-Braves is at 105. Astros-Cardinals is at 105. Uh, Rays-Twins, 105. Blue Jays-Tigers, 105. Mets-Marlins is at 110. Uh, Indians-Athletics is at 305. Uh, Rockies-White Sox is at 305. Dodgers-Rangers is at 305. Giants-Reds. At 3:05, Cubs-Diamondbacks at 3:10, and then Royals-Padres and Mariners-Angels are both at 3:10. Um, all right, give me one second to pull up the EPL schedule for the weekend. All right, excuse me, uh, I just need to take a deep breath after all those all, all those spring training baseball games I had to read. <laughs> um, all right, so Burnley Arsenal is at Saturday at 7:30. Uh, Sheffield United versus Southampton's at 10 o'clock. Aston Villa versus Wolves at 1230 and Brighton versus Leicester is at three o'clock. Uh, and then on Sunday we've got West Brom versus Newcastle at seven o'clock, uh, 7 a.m. That is Liverpool Fulham at 9 a.m. Manchester city versus Manchester United. That's a good one, but I expect Manchester city to take care of business. Honestly, I mean, Manchester city is just on a roll right now. They're not losing right now. And, uh, Spurs, Crystal Palace, I expect uh, Spurs to take care of business in that one. And that should just about do it for today's episode of Upon Further Review with Brian Brennan. Uh, I want to thank you for listening to today's episode. Uh, Thank you to everybody who submitted a question for Ask Brian. Uh, Subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on Spotify, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at UFRWVB. Follow me personally on Twitter at bbryan1991. And uh, yeah, that'll... Just about do it, folks. I'll talk to you next time.